Um, do you want this over there for Lacrac? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love Lacrac. Distant cousin two, biscuit treat le snack. <laughs> Twice removed. <laughs> They actually went through some tough times. Um, so when they left Germany, they had to change their family name to avoid persecution. <laughs> so they changed it from Le Crack to Le Snack. Death taxes. And Matty turned his microphone on. Uh, I'm g- Everyone is quite loud. <laughs> that played out exactly how I thought it was going to. You know how to change your volume, dude. Just change it. What about me? <laughs> is it this one? Yes. Is that the one your cable's plugged into? Is yeah. It, is can it you hear me now? It does change the volume. Can you keep talking, please? Yeah, we can keep talking okay. if you'd like. That's I good. Mean, that's we're going to be probably talking to the listeners for the next, what, hour and a half, two hours, perhaps? Easy. Yeah. Which is unfortunate for everyone that uh, <laughs> got into this thinking we were like a pretty succinct th- nine yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's it. A, thir- a thirty-minute commute sort of podcast. Yeah, no, we're we're the drive, we're, the drive there, ways. and the drive home. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're both ways, and the yeah, morning you, of the next day. You could say we go both ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that bombshell. <laughs> Ooh, the sizzle. The crack and sizzle. Once again, my thumb went in your direction. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Just the way I like it. That's half the fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> going on, everyone? We're here with episode number 16 of the Storm on the Beach podcast, talking about all things great and garbage from our sports viewing this week. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? <laughs> um, It's been a pretty good week. Uh, My cat um got quite sick last week. That's not great. But he's recovering quite well, and things are going really well. On the up? Yeah, on the up. Well, that's good. He's a young fella, three years. so That's that's pretty young for yeah. cats. Yeah. Might as well be you know, one. <laughs> You're only going to have him for another 27 years, so <laughs> better look after him. I don't think I've met your cat. He's a cool dude. It was a big lump. He He got an infected lump, and it was about the size of a baseball coming out the side of his head. Jeez, he pretty, looked pretty large. He looked pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Once we were certain he was going to be okay, yeah, 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 it was it was quite funny. Yeah, it's like when someone falls over and you check on them and then you laugh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very concerning <laughs> before you know whether they're okay. Exactly, right? exactly. Unless they fell over real funny. Yeah, yeah. And then unless you, it was like, and a, then you, you know, laugh and then you're like, <laughs> yeah. Unless it was like a <laughs> banana right. peel sort of. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> and then they <laughs> <laughs> Their limbs pretzeling underneath them. Exactly. exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. What's going on, Keelan? Oh, not much, mate. Oh, low battery been, already. Been, yeah, low battery in the iPad. Not good. Um, no, nah, I've been sick. Recover- currently recovering. Pretty good, actually. Feeling This is probably the first day I felt good this week. So. Excellent. Oh, oh, how good. good. Timed it quite well for the boys. Nice. Well done. Appreciate that. Full, full credit. Full credit. No worries. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and with the curse for a whole week. So... <laughs> <laughs> the sickest uh, And Salty Season played uh, Both Brisbane and Sunny Coast on the weekend That's huge That's a tour That's a tour That's a tour 
given that it was like for this we're opening for the same band so i think multiple cities multiple nights is a tour is a tour <laughs> yeah. um linked together not just completely random gigs definitely a tour yep i got home 3 a.m on sunday morning from sunny coast because i decided to drive couldn't get a caravan park or something well i'm pretty poor <laughs> is that i mean an unpowered site Surely, <laughs> sleep in the car. On the <laughs> is that Look, three a.m. on the Sunday or the Monday morning? Sunday, because the gig was Saturday night. Yeah. Um, at eleven dive bar, which is sick. It's like Vinny's but larger. Excellent. Um, and I was very excited because Northlane have played there, so I played on the same stage as one of my favorite drummers of all time. Kind Ooh. of a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a massive deal now. <laughs> And they <laughs> <laughs> they have a wall where artists have written their names on bricks. Yep, nice. And I sandwiched Salty Season in between North Lane and Chutney. Nice. So I was very chuffed. And then um, you just put your own name next to that. I should have just put, should have just put <laughs> Keelan on there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, squeeze it in there. Got a photo. I look like a goofball, but I was legitimately very happy. So I'll yeah, take nice. it. Well done. How, how are you doing, Isaac? No, what's going on with you, Isaac? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Back into the office this week Unlucky. on a part-time basis, which is kind of rough. <laughs> it's been three and a half months since I've been in the office. They Ooh. finally got me a new chair, so... Roped you back in. I have to go back in on my Monday, Tuesday, Thursday regiment. But that's all right. Or Wednesday, Friday at home. Do you have any food left over in the fridge from three and a half months ago? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't use the work fridge. I don't trust people. Ooh. I just keep my stuff in my lunchbox with an ice pack and then heat it up at lunchtime. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's Office play. diplomatics yeah. and whatever. <laughs> exactly. And such, yeah. It's quite nice having the Friday from home. Mm. Mm. It is. It is. Definitely the play. Um, yep. But yeah, other than that, pretty good. Mm. Nice. How's Dry July going? Great. Yep. Super easy. Yeah, good. Yeah. Sweet. One yep. weekend. Yep. Cruising along nicely. I had drinks on the weekend. Ooh, yeah. Or controversial. Nice. nice. Yeah. So did Maddie at the at the footy. Yeah, but mine Spoilers. was like three months of three months of nothing. <laughs> and then and then they were like, Oh yeah, we stocked the fridge full of beers for you guys. I was like oh, Is that a rider? <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. Um and then yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. but back to no drinking now. Actually yeah. maybe this weekend. But after yeah, maybe after that. Yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Start start it next next week yeah 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 maybe who knows fair enough but yeah could be worse though like paying mm-hmm. for drinks at the footy isn't exactly cheap so yeah no i'd, I'd you know happy not a that. good time no maddie paid i think 13 dollars for a one standard rum and coke in a can <laughs> Sheesh. highway robbery that's ridiculous it is daylight robbery <laughs> shocking they might as well bend you over take your pants off and <laughs> Steal your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Friendly reminder for Matthew to talk into his microphone. That's how it's done, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Talking away from your microphone is how it is done. Mic close to the face. Loud and clear. Yep. Just like that. I want your nose to be touching it the whole time. And this feels right. <laughs> 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 all right. We have other segments. They exist. Uh, all right. We've got... <clears throat> The unofficially sponsored Super Butcher Butcher of the Week. Any nominations, boys? Hmm. Legitimately, uh, nothing. Well, that's good. Because <clears throat> I have a pretty strong one, right? 
my little surprise for the boys. Uh-oh. Here's the first part of it. So the reason why this is a Butcher of the Week nomination is that I forgot to do it two weeks in a row. I brought the stuff with me, but forgot to whip it out to give it to you fellas. I'm worried when you say whip it out. Yeah, it could be anything really. Why do you have palm cards as a speech? Oh, so we got oh, stickers. <coughs> we got a few stickers each oh, for the boys. the boys. Ooh. And we got something else here for the fellas as well. What's going on here? It's a little box with a little something, something <laughs> I can in it. see that it's a box. Oh, the boys. Well, oh, the audience shit. can't see, can they? This is a terrible segment. Okay, guys, audio so medium, yeah, no, box. I'll help the audience. So currently I have a cardboard box in hand. I shake Do it. It's um. Oh, it's even got a little... It, it's not Lego. A little that? tool. That's I'm my s- nail file. I'm still on a nail file for you. Do you. What do you want, these little scissors? No, I haven't used them before, so they're kind of... Oh, yeah, they're still bound. They're still bound. This one's actually sharp. Yeah, that one looks decent. <laughs> I'm a manly man. I bought a $6 nail kit on Amazon it's instead of going to Woolworths. It's fully stocked. It's got every nail tool you need. There's I've a lot used of the majority of the items too. Yeah, nice. Yeah. But there's back to the unboxing. There's a lot of fun. <laughs> Look, I was, I like opening I, was boxes. Trying to, I was trying to bridge the gap between the dickheads trying to hold the microphone and open boxes <laughs> at the same time. All right, Matty's busted his open. It appears to be a sort of... Uh, Receptacle. Oh yeah. One could fill with uh, liquid, perhaps. Perhaps a warm liquid as well. Ooh. That'll do. Oh fuck yeah. There you go, boys. Just to commemorate what we've done so yeah, far. Cheers, Gov. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's, this is, is unreal. So we got a little storm in the beach mug for everyone. I've got one at home. As well, um, coming to our Etsy store soon for the, the boys. low price of forty-five dollars, <laughs> <laughs> handmade, um, not including shipping. Not including shipping. Yeah, handmade where like Vistaprint. Yes, <laughs> wherever they handmake things. This um, is on real. Stickers so, from Vistaprint too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look good. They were only like sixty cents each, maybe. Huh? Yeah, they're, they're pretty large as well. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I so, love, I love the font you went with. On the mugs. Yeah. Thanks. Mm. I picked the same font for the stickers too. Very cool. And I think Enjoy. same with my cap that you boys have seen and some of our other fans yeah. have also seen. That now. is a nice cap. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's went kind of like military esque font. Like could be written on the side of a Humvee. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Great like for the, an invasion. The matte finish is beautiful as well. Yeah, oh, it's very nice. I should have chosen boat instead of Humvee. That's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't storm a beach with a fucking... Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, my surprise on the Butcher of the Week nomination for this week for forgetting to do it two weeks in a row. Butcher of the Week, but... Seems a little harsh. I don't think it'll... I don't think think it'll go for Butcher of the Season. No, probably not. um, Probably not. uh, Given that it immediately redeemed itself with the the beautiful items you have purchased. So, God bless. This is unreal. You're welcome. I can't wait to fleece these to our fans. (laughs) Absolutely. It's a limited edition run of three mugs, (laughs) so they're going to be pretty pricey. (laughs) (laughs) You've heard of NFTs. Only only two of them are unused as well, so they're (laughs) worth even more. Ooh. Mine comes with a certificate of authenticity. (laughs) I'll take take a photo of you holding it right now as as the authenticity. (laughs) Uh, I'll sign it. Excellent. Uh, No action on the shit list. Anyone? Yeah, no. No. I'm okay. I didn't have any issues with KO this week, so... Hmm. Pleasant surprise. I think KO is running away with the competition. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
They're scrape, scraping by delivering the bare minimum service. <laughs> I find they're not terrible when it comes to AFL broadcasting. Yeah. The stream is a bit is it the mobile stuttery mm. sometimes. Mm. Like you can see the ball sort of skipping along the stream, <laughs> screen a bit, but what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, pay, provide better service. Yeah, I don't know. Pay 50 bucks a month for Foxell. I don't think so. Not a chance. No, I don't think I'll be doing that anytime <coughs> soon. No, um, no way. Given that I'm not even paying for KO. <laughs> Can I trade in the three accounts I use for one Foxtel account? <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, uh, back to the back to the mugs. Um, I know this is a burning question amongst our listeners. Mm. Were these uh, ethically sourced? Uh, as far as I'm aware, yes. That's good to know. Well, I think Vistaprint just has a shitload of machines doing it all, right? Probably. Yeah, because like, they also have pretty reasonably fast turnaround and they do there's no way they've got an army of minions <coughs> doing it all so mm. no um no slave labor so the p- involved no the, the, trying the, to get at. the printing was probably done by machines yeah the uh the firing and molding of the mugs i'm sure <laughs> but as far as i'm aware ethically sourced yeah you can take that to the bank mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right should we get into round 16 time on? Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it gets worse every <laughs> week. <laughs> oh, that one peaked that everything. I'm so huge. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I should have held it back. I'll go put my microphone in the bathroom and then do it from here. <laughs> All right, excellent. Um, Who's got the first game? Well, there's no notes. Brisbane Bulldogs. So, yeah, it's probably Matt. Ah, I see. The very first game. How about now, that? you got two games back to back, so don't put your... Um, Hey, there we go. I knew the dog tag on the page was a good idea. Don't don't put your uh don't put your notebook down between games here. We're on a strict schedule. He's got two back to back in the middle of the round. No, I thought he had the two back to back to start. No, I got the next one. Did I misread? Probably. I hadn't put my notes in until I got here. Yeah, there's right there. Oh. Yeah, I just started. Oh, you didn't believe that. I can't believe it. You've stitched me up. My bad. Now I look like an ass. <laughs> a fool, perhaps. <laughs> a fool of a took. <laughs> this is going to be a bit rough because there's writing all over the joint. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I would have <laughs> pr- loved to have typed this up. But I bet you would have. Here we are. But we played, <laughs> we played basketball for too long, unfortunately. So, Lions versus Dogs to kick off round 16. Beauty. The first quarter saw three total goals and ten behinds. Each team was about as accurate as Japan's historical recount of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> now so that uh, one coming, holy shit. We all know about the US's infamous nukes, but Danny Rich, who may have the biggest kick in the comp, was firing bombs more powerful than Hiroshima and Nagasaki combined. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was, uh, he got injured and didn't see the rest of the second quarter out. But a phenomenal, phenomenal defender. Gun of a player. Now, the Bulldogs ended the first half with a dominant showing of offensive prowess, led by Tom Libertore, and uh, Western Melbourne proved to be all bark and no bite as the Lions took the lead with six goals and nine behinds going into halftime. Nice. Huge. (laughs) (laughs) The Dogs were running a mark inside Gabba Manor, tearing up carpets, ripping cushions, Gnawing at furniture, <laughs> but the Brisbane boys had clearly been binge watching Caesar Milan as the dogs 
was silenced <laughs> by the Lions' <laughs> disciplined defense. The third term saw Brisbane launch an assault off the back of high-level kicking that North Melbourne could only dream of. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt, <laughs> but it's true. Uh. Coleman was like a veteran veterinarian clinically slicing the dogs apart for 24 disposals <laughs> with 83% efficiency. Impressive. Impressive. But sports stats are getting out of hand, I reckon. Efficiency, true percentage, meters gained. We used to care about two things. Kicking goals and tackles. Just quietly, Charlie Cameron bagged himself a few. Uh, four goals. Easily could have been five. But uh, he's just... He's that good. Unselfish player. Easily could have been five. Now, back to stats. The only reason we track anything, the only reason we track disposals is for gambling purpose. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only reason. (laughs) Like Tom Libertore, who was paying $1.35 to clear 20 disposals, comfortably finishing on 33. (laughs) It's free money. Gamble responsibly. Lions win 108 to 67. I mean, he has been in good form recently. <laughs> so that know. is, that's take it to the bank. <laughs> Put your second, third, fourth house on it, perhaps. <laughs> God. Handshake meme. <laughs> <laughs> Matty and writing war based jokes into his recaps. <laughs> uh, it's too easy. I can't remember if I went with a war theme joke in one of mine, actually, but I may have. I'll credit it to Matt if I actually went with it. I can't remember <laughs> if I did or not. <laughs> no, I just I, I had to shoo in the Japan thing because I, I just happened to see um, Japan are a little bit infamous about sweeping things under the rug, and uh, which is fair. I'm not going to condemn a country too hard. Um, everyone's going to re recount history uh, as favorably <laughs> as possible um, but they, they they do have a habit of sweeping things under the rug and uh, yeah I, I was watching one of those sort of gorilla on the street interviews where they're asking 20 something Japanese guys who bombed Pearl Harbor what what happened and uh, most of them were answering the US and then sort of you know having the rug pulled away being like psych <laughs> that's the wrong number <laughs> it was actually you guys and they're like oh I see so yeah, <laughs> it was on my mind, and well, three and ten is just terribly inaccurate. So yeah, ouch, <laughs> writes itself. <laughs> it writes itself if you're looking at the recap with a recap with a pair of World War Two tinted glasses, <laughs> <laughs> which I can only assume you wear every time you sit down to write. <laughs> when you've recently watched a war-based documentary every week right before writing the recaps. <laughs> you must watch a lot of stuff about like German super soldiers as well, because as soon as there's like a blonde white guy, <coughs> you're like, the German super soldier, <laughs> Himmelberg. I just think they're neat. <laughs> Fourth Reich inbound Led by Matt (laughs) Uh, Sorry I'm not a pure blood So (laughs) Filthy mud blood (laughs) You wouldn't fit in in With that nose Although (laughs) I do have family ties to Argentina Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) That's where Hitler's currently living. <laughs> so you know, H man still hanging out down there. <laughs> I mean, he he'd have to be a hundred years old. So that's <laughs> impressive at this point. Hey, puppy Hitler. 
ba- back to the footy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Friday night footy, and we travel to Marvel Stadium for St Kilda, hoping to end their three-game losing streak against the banged-up Blues. No, this sucks. Can we go back to the war stuff? <laughs> <laughs> No one cares about Carlton. (laughs) (laughs) Tim had the Saints fans membering the good times, (laughs) kicking the first goal of the match. (laughs) While Paddy had them ridering even higher, adding another shortly after. (laughs) (laughs) Both teams combined for seven straight behinds before Membry reminded everyone where the goals were, slotting his second of the quarter. Jesse Motlop put a tidy finish onto a loose ball to give the Blues their first major of the match. Charlie Kerr knows exactly where the goals are, kicking Carlton second of the match and going to the first break, down by eight points. The two late goals must have got the Blues in tune as they trumpeted in two rapid-fire goals to start the second quarter, mm. with Fisher setting his hook into Carlton's third goal of the quarter and fifth in a row, kicking the Blues to an 11-point lead. The Saints came marching back into the match with four in a row of their own, including Butler serving up his first and Paddy Ryder picking off what they would call a steal and slam in basketball to extend the Saints' lead back to 13 points. It was actually pretty impressive for a big fella. He like crept up behind the guy, off the kick-in, swiped the ball out of the air, and then dribbled it home. They like <laughs> put some jelly on it for the finish. That's so rude. Yeah. And then he was super chuffed with himself. Yeah, <laughs> as you would be. Yeah. <laughs> Motlop steadied the ship for the Blues, kicking his second, and the deficit reducing to five points at the half. It took 11 minutes for the first goal of the second half. Mackay riding home his first for the match, and the Blues' only goal for the quarter. Carlton was wasteful with their opportunities while the Saints made the most of theirs. Jack was a man St Kilda fans wanted to hig and kiss while King put the crowning finish on his left foot snap to restore the Saints' lead. Still reinforced their momentum before the final break, Saints leading by 12 going into the last quarter. The Blues kicked the first two goals of the last quarter to get out of the jam, but the ball fell from the pack onto a silver platter for Butler to regain the lead for St Kilda. Membry had Saints fans starting to remember that winning feeling, slotting his third goal, then Bicycle kicking in his fourth to increase the lead to 15. Yeah, pretty nice. How did, do I not see that? Did he actually bicycle? Not like soccer, like throw yourself over, yeah, but right. like he kicked it o- directly over his head from his oh, hands. Oh, so he had possession. And yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Cool. That's cool. From like probably 20 out. That's pretty ballsy. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty cool move. King put his royal seal on the game, kicking his third goal, a soccer that fell to him off a Mason Wood Falcon. (laughs) 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 Eh, unlucky. (laughs) And Carlton got a consolation goal with a 50-meter penalty, guaranteeing Jesse Motlop his third with one second left in the game. St. Kilda winning by 15 and continuing their march towards the finals berth. Carlton, 10-18-78. St Kilda, 14-9-93. Yikes. Efficient game from both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Not bad for St Kilda to have more goals than behind. That was pretty good for them, mm. actually. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Tip against them. They win. <laughs> mm. Yeah, hold on. Mm. The Calgary mm. Flames of the AFL, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> I cannot believe this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Straight back into it, boys. At the MCG, we saw a rematch from round nine. <laughs> the Bombers hoping to spoil the Swans' run towards the finals. The first quarter started as expected, with Tom kicking the Swans into the PAP lead before Warner added his own maximum. Dyson Heppel ensured the Bombers weren't blown away too quickly, kicking the Bombers first. 
but Franklin had the Swans back on the attack, teeing up his first goal. Sam found himself swimming alone in the reeds, the ball landing in his lap, kicking his first and Sydney's fifth for the quarter. Merritt made sure the Bombers weren't judged too harshly at the first break, kicking Essendon's second goal. Lance Franklin had the Swans pedalling in the right direction after the first break, but the Swans got caught in Essendon's jet wash, losing all shape and direction. The Bombers took advantage, kicking five in a row, including a pair from Peter, who had them going in the right direction, and they took the lead. Reed changed the tune of the match just before half-time with his second, establishing, re-establishing the lead for the Swans going into the main break. Coming out of the break, and Sam couldn't get a good read on the wind, spraying his shot wide, while Hayward also sent his shot wayward. Merritt hit the target, kicking the first goal of the quarter, and the Bombers reclaimed the lead. Followed by some straight shooting from Jake Ned Kelly to apply more pressure. <laughs> Sydney proceeded to score five points in a row before Heaney finally added his second goal for the Swans' first major of the term. And in the dying seconds of the quarter, Hayward didn't snap his second opportunity wayward, kicking the Swans out to an 11-point lead as the final siren sounded. Uh, as a siren sounded for the final break. My apologies. Sydney fans would have been happy with this outcome as the Swans have been this, this season's best fourth quarter team. And shout out to, spoilers here, uh, the AFL riders in the match timeline for jinxing them on this one. Putting that right in the timeline, right on three-quarter time. Appreciate that. The dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Merritt started the quarter off hoping to break that trend, kicking his third goal, a feat he'd only done once before in his career. All the guys want to be him, and all the girls want to be with him. Chad Warner, <laughs> kicking his second goal, and his fourth score involvement. Hey, blokes want to be with him too. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to judge. Callum Mills cut away at Essendon's hopes, kicking the Swans' lead back out to 16 points. But the Bombers were locked on target, Stringer roping in the Swans, kicking back-to-back goals. And he was then supported by his wingman, Mason Red, Iceman, unloading a bomb from outside 50 to give Essendon the lead. <laughs> Just like him being a gift to all women Chad was gifted a double 50 metre penalty For his third goal To bring the Swans deficit back to 3 points But with 45 seconds to go Nick Hine delivered catastrophic damage Increasing the Bombers lead back to 9 In the dogfight between Bird and Machine The Bombers came off best Essendon neutralising Sydney And coming away with a 9 point win Sydney 12-14-86 Essendon 15-5-95 Another game of bit, efficiency. Bit of a trend forming here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of a trend forming for Essendon recaps. That's the second Essendon recap in a row that has some sort of Top Gun reference. Mm. I ah. like where this is going. <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> As the man who's seen Maverick twice, <laughs> I think it's only going to continue. Uh, there's a couple games here with no notes. In the Google Doc. Ah, interesting. Who, uh, who could have written those on? They might be uh, Maddie's game, but I think. Could, oh, could, could it perhaps <laughs> be Adelaide v Melbourne? Uh, yep. Ah. Yep, that's correct. He's got it in the correct order. What a guess. Up the man. Alrighty. <clears throat> Adelaide versus Melbourne. <laughs> so sorry for clearing my throat there. <laughs> 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 Do you want to go again? Because otherwise it's just going to be horrible. Just go again. Yeah, go again. We are Yeah, go again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just go again? <laughs> just from the top, thanks, pal. <laughs> Adelaide 
Ah, oh, sorry, we weren't rolling. <laughs> Could you take it from the top? Who were they versing? So, Crows v Melbourne. Both teams open the game with perfect kicking. In- insane. The Demons squaring up and shooting straighter than Chris Kyle, legendary US sniper. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> there better be a... a a toy baby kind of joke oh rolling in here too or something. <laughs> I wrote these notes one per day since Tuesday and <laughs> unintentionally, yeah. I, I he wakes up, watches a war documentary, <laughs> <laughs> writes a game and that's his routine. Yeah, show us your Google calendar. It must be <laughs> shocking. Adelaide and the Demons kicked real good. 4051. <laughs> but it was sort of like a rush behind that happened in the final minute. Yeah, Doesn't yeah, really yeah. count. Not their fault. Incredibly good shooting. Oh, I'm kicking. That's <laughs> 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 uh, Freudian as fuck. Yeah. Now, the impossible to maintain quarter immediately ramped down before halftime, ending the second with but a points difference. The first half Crows saw Tech shoulder the weight of the forward pack, getting involved in almost every opportunity, whilst Melbourne's math nerd, Christian, whipped out his protractor to calculate the right angles to score himself three majors. Going into the second half Clearly the Crows are not men of prayer As the rapture had come And Adelaide had been left below (laughs) (laughs) Adelaide's defensive line continued to get pummeled All quarter long The demons tortured them Bleeding them out point by point Um, They didn't kick very well But they just had 100% control of the game So just shot attempt after shot attempt uh, for Melbourne, Pickett brought the foot back to football, toe-poking the ball along the ground for a goal that would send Wembley into a frenzy. Pretty cool. <laughs> I reckon maybe 15 metres out, he just comes flying into the top of the box, bang, dribbles the ball right through the middle of the goals. Pretty nice. cool. The fourth saw Adelaide band together and gather up some holy water to splash in the face of the Demons with two quick goals. But sadly, the Hellgate remained open. And much like the studio that created a game of the same name, the Crows went under. Uh, there was a company called Flagship Studios, and they made a game called Hellgate London, and it, it just tanked and <laughs> bankrupted the studio. So <laughs> pretty disappointing for them. Yes, I've never heard of that. Yeah. So <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah. It's quite old. I got it for my birthday when I was 12, 13. Out of the bargain bin, I reckon. I was pretty excited. I paid full price for it. And oh, you paid for your own birthday present. What? Oh, well, my parents paid full price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Should have got Doom. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the demons gobbled them up, ending the game <laughs> 94 to 65. Gobble them up. <laughs> Yo, demons get hungry, dog. Um, it was Pick p- that book back up, champ. Oh. You're back on. <laughs> He's not happy about it. <clears throat> Insert joke about Elmac being handed captaincy of a sinking ship. Hurt hurt a little bit too much to do this. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> but I'm contractually obligated. Otherwise, Keelan and Isaac will cane me and replace me with our friend Zach, who has no comedic ability. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, and uh, he may be tall, That's dark, so and rude. handsome. He's not dark, Jesus Christ! But this is an audio medium. 
After a hard-fought first quarter, <laughs> clawing back with three goals, one behind, North retired into the sunset. Four points down at the end of the first quarter. Things are looking okay, but no word of a lie. Kangas fans watched with wet eyes as their team boarded onto a little rowboat and fucked off into the horizon <laughs> like Frodo from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Midway through the second, Geelong began to really knuckle down, slotting nice their sixth major. <laughs> like it. Second term saw a light drizzle coat the field, but this did very little to dampen the cat's spirits. I would like to say the cats were juiced up on catnip, playing out of their skin, you know, something like this. But the truth is, they played how they always do. Nothing spectacular. Nothing against the cats, but rather, in what's now being coined the North Effect, by me right now, North has the ability to make any side appear ten times greater than they usually are. People are saying. People are saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, As alluded to last week, if North Melbourne can make a bottom 16 team look like a top four, what do you think is going to happen when they play a legitimate top four side? Probably 100 point loss. 112 points. <laughs> <laughs> Their third 100 oh. point blowout of the season. And now, um, say what you will about Geelong. I know they might not be the most popular club, but they did finish the game kicking 21-18, which I view as an act of mercy <laughs> because <laughs> this could have easily been 200 to 32. <laughs> <laughs> um, after halftime, it was rough. Uh, North Melbourne fans could be seen leaving the stadium and heading to their local party supply stores to buy helium canisters. Um, I'm not going to explain that one any more in depth because... Uh, I don't think it's helium. It's not helium? No. I thought it was. Are you talking about Nangaroos? No. Buying helium uh, for suicide by oxygen deprivation. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> which, which I've now explained, <laughs> which I was trying to avoid doing, but... I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. You could have just said they all, you know, pulled a Harold Holt into Port Phillip Bay. <laughs> 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 uh, I've brought the mood down, it seems. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Matt's two guarantees for his game recaps. <laughs> War analogies and bringing the mood down. <laughs> uh, um, it's a painless way to go, so there's that. <laughs> Alleged. Uh, unlike watching North Melbourne play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, no. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> that, hit him, that hit him too hard. <laughs> <laughs> North fans flocked out in droves to however you want to view it. They were on Suey Watch. <laughs> but they turned back. North fans looked up at their posters of LDU on their wall and they thought, do it for him. LDU finished the game with 36 disposals, six tackles. Bruh. Ripper of a game, um, amongst other things. He just played immense. So he got more disposals than they got points. <laughs> he did? <laughs> yep. Formal. <laughs> That's fucking shocking. Um, yeah, it's it's tough, but, you know, Goldstein is a good veteran, and having someone like Elmac and uh, LDU sort of at least showing that they give a damn... It, you know, it means mm. something. So we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was just a massacre. Geelong, yeah. Hawkins kicked six goals, three behinds. 
uh, a single player. Um, Surely there's some sort of German super soldier joke about him, right? No, nah, it's just... You're two down. 144 to 32, final score. <laughs> Pretty rough. Yeah. Cameron kicked four goals, three as well, so... Yep. Jeremiah. Um, yeah, and 30 disposals. Huh? Yeah. Yep. To, to add to this, uh, Eddie, Eddie Maguire has doubled down <laughs> he did. on his that. lukewarm take of moving uh, North Melbourne to Tasmania, which nobody wants. Absolute mushroom of a take. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shiitake, if you will. <laughs> North Melbourne uh, are not in any financial trouble whatsoever, and it's, it's purely a cultural thing, and uprooting the teams just... Not going to make them better. If anything, it's probably going to make them much worse. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, absolute <laughs> spud. <laughs> if they've got a culture problem, they should just get a yogurt sponsor. <laughs> Kombucha. Remedy drinks, maybe. Ooh, Hit them up. Ooh, yep. <laughs> if, if, we could, if we could just clone 10 Luke McDonald's and 10 LDUs, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. But sadly, that technology doesn't exist. <laughs> that brings up a very... Interesting topic, actually. If cloning was a thing, mm. surely you'd have to not allow clones to play sport, right? Or maybe you do, because they don't live for as long anyway, so you <laughs> might as well use them. Where's the fact coming they from a- there? They age quicker. Well, where, where's that coming from? Which but fiction are we talking? Oh, no, that's actual fact from when they cloned Dolly the Sheep. Oh, okay. Actual cloning. I'm assuming they're going to get this pretty spot on, though. Ah, mm. uh, fair enough. Yeah. So. They would have to have a separate league, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The Completely. CAFL. Yeah. Yeah. CAFL. AFL-C, maybe. <laughs> no, I like CAFL. <laughs> Completely open to human experimentation. Mm. You can juice as hard All as you want. All the drugs. Yeah. Oh, actually, though, that'd be sick. Mm. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what The Rock's doing with <clears throat> X... FL or whatever he's doing, right? Probably. Yeah, I'm assuming everyone's just allowed to take whatever <laughs> they want. Juice to the gills. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they have gills? They're playing <laughs> on land. <laughs> 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 Fucking water polo. All right. <clears throat> Prime time at the solarium, and two thirds of the pod had boots on the ground. I'm sorry. With a large group of <laughs> friends and significant others to watch the Suns try to re-illuminate their finals hopes against the Magpies. Th- this is a... Better be seated because this is a pretty long one, just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> the Suns rose to the task early, landing the first blow with a Marbio Chol goal, which had one elated Gold Coast fan yelling, Chole, 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 Chole. Oh, it would have been two if I was there. <laughs> Gold Coast were off to a hot start, landing another couple of blows, with Levi parking his big rig under a high footy to claim a chess mark and snap his first. And debutant Hawago Oya had Suns fans saying, Oh yeah. Finding, finding himself <laughs> in the right place, kicking his with his first kick in the big time resulting in his first AFL goal. That's beautiful. And absolute scenes of the footage of his family in PNG gathered around the TV. Yeah. Mm. You know. Shaky cam on the phone <laughs> camera, but they were going off. The Magpies got back into the game with Henry rifling through his first goal. Ginevan got a gift with a slippery footy landing right in his lap, which he snapped away. And back-to-back gifts saw Ginevan kick back-to-back goals. 
who took the mark as he took the mark on Narang Broadbeach Road, but was still allowed to take the kick, snapping his second goal of the match. The team's finishing all square, three goals, four twenty-two at the first break. He, uh, the entry ball came in pretty deep in the pocket, yeah. and by my eye, he mm. caught it out of bounds, but he was allowed to take it anyway. I'm assuming the pocket that we sit right above? Yes. Yeah, so you probably had a pretty decent view. Yes, the one that's pretty close to mm. Narang Broad Beach Road. Mm. Yeah, wasn't <laughs> happy about that. The early bird gets the score worm moving in the right direction, and Collingwood swooped first, coming out of the break. <laughs> Josh Dacos kicking his first goal, and Ginevan snapping his third to increase the Pies' lead to 13. Isaac had the Suns' ranks cheering again, slotting his first goal of the match from the pocket, and Noah Anderson finished a tap-in from a beautiful Roses cross. Josh was starting to have a field day because he slotted his second goal right before half-time siren to give the Pies back some momentum. The Suns had everything shining their way in the third quarter, but weren't able to make it count on the scoreboard, Rankin kicking the only goal of the quarter, Golko scoring one goal five to Collingwood's one behind, with the Suns holding a one-point lead at the last break. Was it raining at that, like, it, pretty decently? It that literally point? stopped drizzling mm. as we pulled up to park the car, mm. and, well, you know, a bit of a walk away because the golf club wasn't open, oh. or the car park wasn't open because of a function. Um, it stopped drizzling as we parked the car, but it was still really wet obviously like there was boys slipping and sliding everywhere yeah, so I was like playing with really the bar of soap but it didn't rain once during the match no, which really was low outstanding low scoring quarter who? yeah that's shocking great for unders betters even though it stopped raining so <laughs> I didn't put, just, did just you put saying. under on this? <laughs> um, I'm going to keep saying it because it's always so fitting but the Suns got exactly the fourth quarter start they needed with Rankin submitting his goal of the year nomination with his third goal mm. before slotting his fourth shortly after kicking the Suns out to a 13 point lead. It was pretty nice. It was getting like dragged in a tackle and kicked it off the volley from the pocket. It's Ooh. pretty, pretty yep. tasty. Tasty? Um, I reckon the the four goal post would have almost looked like just a single post mm. from where he was standing. Yeah. It was pretty tight. Yeah. After the Pies' cold third quarter, they finally started to warm up, Josh Dacos tossing up his career-high third goal and keeping the Pies within a sniff. Stewie Jew was my checking his pulse, Brody kicking his first goal of the game <laughs> to draw scores level and the Suns coach getting in the lift to finish off the game from the bench. He was not happy. <laughs> Hoskin Elliott willed his way through the, def- through the defense after crumbing from the pack, snapping the Pies into the lead with five minutes to go. Unfortunately, the Suns only managed a rush behind after this point, and the Magpies held on to win by five. Goal Coast, 8 14 62, Collingwood, 9 13 67. Mm. So, unfortunately for me, because my wonderful fiance Sam begrudgingly attended the game under the condition that I buy her a new pair of shoes if the Suns lost, I lost twice on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> what shoes did you get up? Uh, she got a new pair of boots. So yeah. not even taking L. Not even a cheap pair then. No. And we didn't even claim our free Big Macs. No. No. There was probably what five uh shotgun goal hit the post in the match. <laughs> Easily. Easily five posts. <sighs> Magnets. And, and there were like, you know, eight fourteen to nine thirteen. There was some sitters missed. Mm. Like mm. right in front sort of sitters missed. You uh, love to see it. Yeah. I've got a couple of uh, grievances listed here <laughs> as a one-eyed son supporter. I might note 
that they are almost as long as the recap. So settle in, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Almost. <laughs> so this He's is mad. This is my fair and biased opinion. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so the umpires followed the whistle in the last two minutes of the match, which tends to happen. Uh, except only for Gold Coast, so they paid everything Collingwood's mm. way, which is excellent. Uh, including Ginnivan sliding in below the knees on Tuke Miller. They've put that rule away because uh, I've seen like three in the past three weeks that have just not been called. So it's clear, in the clearly standing the mark is more important than uh, protecting people's knees, but that's okay. Um, and not paying a clear holding the ball against Noble. Uh, the Suns did kick 14 behinds, so it shouldn't come down to a point where one goal should change the game, but the margin was less than a goal, so it could have. <laughs> um, Bending facts. <laughs> I'm just elaborating what the data shows. Okay, sorry, you're not bending facts. You're interpreting data. I'm putting a, I'm putting a story to the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to point out a primo time-wasting strategy. Use of time wasting here. This segment has been brought to you by Primo Deli Meats. <laughs> <laughs> Other deli meats may be available. <laughs> Possibly. I haven't seen this take out there, so this could be a brand new one from me. And I called it out as it happened. Maddie right, was ready. sitting right next to me. So, uh, in the last quarter, Connor Butterick, Goko Sun's defender, small defender, went down with what ended up being uh, ACL. Second ACL tear of his right ACL in two seasons. So he'll be back mid next year, probably. Poor fella. Um, And he was helped to the bench by two runners or doctors or whatever while while the game kept playing. Yeah. So the ball went down into the Suns' defensive 50 and they were down a man. And then, you know, he got to the bench and whoever came on was absolutely charging in to try and get on. Yeah, you can imagine. But the game played on, right? Yeah. Then Ben Ainsworth and Darcy Moore get tangled up in a contest two Mm. minutes later. Both of them end up on the ground. Play stops, right? Uh, Ainsworth gets helped by one guy off the field, sort of thing. Sort of shuffles off because they didn't want another Butterick situation where the game restarted and they were down a player. Yeah. Darcy Moore gets helped by two trainers, makes it 60% of the way to the bench, and then lays back down and they whip the stretcher out for him and carry him the rest of the way. Uh, But, of course, they didn't... (laughs) Start play, mm. even though Collingwood was down a man because they had to get the stretcher out for him. And I was like, mm, okay. Safety of the trainers, isn't it? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, just putting it out there. AFL rigged, maybe. But <laughs> I, I called it out immediately. That is pretty shitty, though. I said, this is time wasting. He's walked most of the way to the bench already. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. double standards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. After. What so, what was it two weeks ago, um, or whenever it was? Will Power, you know, dislocated his ankle, and they had to get a cart on the field. The cart was on the field while play was still going at the other end, and whoever was playing Gold Coast were taking a shot on goal before they even stopped the clock. It's like really, yeah, interesting. Bro, uh, and Darcy Moore facing the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, Darcy Moore trained uh, today. To hopefully get for selection. So he might be out for a couple weeks max with his bone bruise. And he was stretched off. And the guy that had a torn ACL had to hobble off. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Melbourne so it pays are. to not be tough. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Just lay down. Just yeah, lay back just down. Just cop it. Yeah. 
but so do you have to get all the way back to the bench to change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, actually, I mean, no. In this instance, they didn't because they got the stretcher out, and then as soon as he was off the field, they played again. So Collingwood, I think they were like, lay back down, otherwise we're going to get pinged with a free kick for having too many guys on the field. Yeah, I reckon yeah. that's why they did it. Mm. But so in in the case of Gold Coast, mm-hmm. did he ha- get all the way back to the bench before? Why don't they just make it like you just take the nearest boundary, head, nearest boundary? Because cl- if, if you're being helped by two trainers, it's not like you're, you're coming not coming back. back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, like as soon as you touch a trainer, you think that would make done. sense. You have but to sub. Exactly. You think that would make sense, but it's also the same where they like cart someone off and then they have to drive all the way around the field to you know the point where the cart can get off or whatever as well, yeah. rather than just take the races right there and drive around. But I don't know. Um. So basically, both Sydney and Gold Coast dominated the third quarters, but. Couldn't turn into a win. Sydney kicked two goals, eight to the Bombers, two, three. And Gold Coast kicked one goal, five to one point to Collingwood in the third quarter. Um, the three tips I got wrong this week, Gold Coast, Sydney, Carlton, kicked a combined 44 behinds. So, <laughs> Where's my phone? Sick. Hold on. Let me check. I think we tipped the same for those, didn't we? I think so. I think it's extremely likely given the hell of an echo chamber we promote here. Yep. Um... Still ninth, so that's going that's going great. Um, I don't know how to go back last week on this piece of garbage app. Um, just go back to where you'd enter the tips, and it should have last week's results like right below it, right? Well, because the round started now. Ah, I see. Is the issue okay? Good point. And I I press season, and it doesn't let me change to round or so. Oh, I don't know. Look, more importantly. We can move on to another game. We can. And I can do it. I'm ready. Okay, excellent. <laughs> and by ready, I mean I'm going to plug in my laptop because my, my iPad's perfectly charged now. Get ready, footy fans, because we've got uh, three Keelan games in a row, I believe. Please sit down. <laughs> Please and be it, seated. If you're standing, don't lock your knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long one, likely, right? Wiggle your toes. Find a seat. All right. So, the MCG on Sunday, Arvo, saw Richmond host the West Coast Eagles, who are now back to a roster of players that can actually help them fly. And fly they did. They have a habit of scoring first, and this game was no exception. Willie Rioli slotting the first of the game. Two minutes later, Jack Rewalt had the Tigers first of the game, making up for his first goalless game of the year last week. It was a scrappy six minutes before the dust settled with Dustin Martin exploding out of the back of the pack and snapping himself a goal. Shane Edwards made it three in a row for the Tigers before Jack Darling took a mark in the goal square and ended the scoring streak with a goal for the Eagles. A flowing string of handballs saw Richmond clear from their defensive 50 up to Jack Rewalt just outside their forward 50. He looked super sketchy and shaky with the ball in hand, looking for the quick kick inside 50, but no options presented themselves fast enough. Thankfully for him, though, a West Coast player who I couldn't make out who it was um, in the replay uh, infringed on his bubble and uh, gave him a cheeky extra 50 metres to play with. <clears throat> Jack kicking his second goal um, from his second kick to end the quarter. Efficient. West Coast's Petricelli turned Pickett's brain to jelly, the holding the ball call resulting in a play that ended up in the hands of big man Nick Natanui, snapping a beautiful goal off his left boot. 
He continued to have a powerful game on his return to the big leagues. West Coast won clearances 45-31, to 31, and Nick Nat finished with 19 disposals, 26 hitouts, and 5 clearances. Huge. Massive. Good to see the, the, the big man not get injured immediately on return as <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. For Back into change. it. The next goal went the way of the Tigers after some slick ball movement, ended with a long-range effort from Daniel Rioli. Shy Bolton won himself a free kick with a tackle after not laying one single tackle last week, and uh, he kicked Richmond's second in a row. Tom Kelly ended the Tigers' streak before Marlon Pickett showed why the Richmond dream includes a picket fence, kicking Richmond's seventh goal from their seven attempts. Uh, the two behinds they had at this point were both rushed. Richmond is ranked number one in the comp for accuracy. Go figure. Jamie Cripps walked one in before the floodgates opened and the Richmond kicked four to end the quarter, including Morris Rioli kicking the third Rioli goal of the game uh, after receiving the ball inside 50 from his nephew, Daniel Rioli. Did you see them rub it into Willie Rioli on their celebration? Oh, as I well? did not, actually. Yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you'd be forgiven for mistaking this game for a plate of Rioli at a fancy Italian restaurant <laughs> where price does not equal adequate portion sizes. <laughs> the Rioli family finishing with three for the game. Richmond entered halftime with a 34-point lead. Now, to be fair, though, those three pieces of Rioli you're getting at a fancy Pretty Italian filling. restaurant, they're probably good yeah. and larger than your whatever that yellow brand of Rioli is that you get from <laughs> Woolies La Serena or something. <laughs> Now, West Coast looked to be uh, a little more resilient in the third until a disgusting kick uh, out of the back turned over on 50, resulting in another Richmond goal uh, off the, the boot of Castagna. Jamie Cripps and Tim Kelly hit back with goals for the Eagles as Richmond was hit with a hamstring injury for superstar Dustin Martin. He was subbed off for assessment and uh, at the time of writing uh, late this afternoon, um, it was mentioned he will miss two weeks um, worth of games mm -hmm. due to the strain. The remainder of the quarter saw West Coast sharpen up, though, kicking four goals to Richmond's three after Dusty's departure, the margin now down to 18 at the final break. Richmond quickly re-extended the lead in the fourth, Jack Rewalt kicking his third goal of the game. Petricelli kept thoughts of a comeback alive with his hard running and big meaty kick, resulting in a goal from outside 50. Now, I only use meaty there because I was trying to turn Petricelli into some kind of spaghetti dish and couldn't <laughs> think of anything, so... Um, just picture a bolognese or something and we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Four Richmond players ended the fourth quarter with uh, their second goals for the game. That's Baker, Lynch, McIntosh and Edwards. Um, and I was too lazy to write goals. Uh, sorry, write, <laughs> write jokes for all of them. So that's what you get. Um, now, West Coast only managed one goal to end the game. Uh, Richmond, 20 uh, 28-128 West Coast 13-15-93 Huge West what? Coast are looking saucy now though Oh what a cover of the line of minus 43.5 though oh, yeah, plus 43.5 for West Coast <laughs> Thank you <laughs> Easy money That's unfair <laughs> Disrespectful They're an AFL yeah. team Yeah And they're not North Melbourne And they <laughs> they have one of the best Ruckman Back, exactly. back in action. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Looney Tunes. Dominant force. Um, quick side note. Josh Kennedy was rested. He was. What could have been <laughs> well, if, if he played? Ooh. Could have been a nice win. Could have but been. also, that's entirely speculation. <laughs> and they could have played worse with him. So Also true. 
Um, yeah, sorry for bringing up speculation. I don't like speculation, so I really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but it's so fun and tantalizing. Yeah, so imagine, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, if you will, um, the Greater Western Sydney Giants playing Hawthorne Ooh. at Giants Stadium. I can imagine it. I'm thinking in my mind's eye, pretty hard track, dry conditions, high scoring affair between these two teams. You'd probably hammer the over every day of the week, am I right? If you didn't know, it's been raining a lot in Sydney recently. <laughs> I um, And it didn't let up when the Giants hosted the Hawks on Sunday. Is legitimately the first line of my recap. So you've teed that up so well. <laughs> I didn't even read it, actually. You've Just done worked. well, thank you. I saw a meme of GWS kicking a goal uh, into an absolutely empty grandstand Oh, behind. stop! Oh, All right, okay. Jesus yep. Christ! Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. My next line is: the stands looked as empty as usual at Giant Stadium. The ground completely saturated <laughs> before the first bounce, and the rain continuing to fall <laughs> thanks to lack of action on cli- on climate change worldwide. <laughs> this is what footy could look like in the years to come if governments don't get shit done. Stop burning dinosaur remains so we can have less natural disasters, but more importantly, better conditions for footy. <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Authorised by the Australian Government Greens. (laughs) Speaking of natural disasters, after a scrappy but delightful first quarter of scoring for the Hawks, scoring 4-1 to GWS's 3-1, the Hawks fell back into a pattern of having a shocking second and third quarter. In a quarter that was a hell of a lot slower than the first, GWS managed to kick three goals to Hawthorne's four behinds even though the Hawks managed to get 24 inside 50s in the term. Sadness increases. Callum Brown started the third quarter strong, kicking his second and third goals for the game. He's like one of those magic-growing toys that grow when you put them in the water. His game (laughs) rose in every stat, (laughs) marking his season high in in all areas. And his career high in all areas, bar goal accuracy... Um, which is a bit cheese because it was um, a two goal and two attempt game against Geelong from last year. Mm. So, But his goal accuracy was 66% this game, so not bad. Now, back in the game, Callan Ward was warding off defenders left and right, ducking and <laughs> weaving to line himself up a sure goal before Jai, the Duke, Newcomb came through and wrapped him up for holding the ball. My highlight of the quarter and possibly the game because he just got absolutely <laughs> bulldozed it by, was the, a by the big tackle. young man. Yeah. Like, didn't even look like that violent either. He just got wrapped up and pulled straight to the ground. Yeah, it, was too, it was delightful. Could Jai Nukem be a clone? Of? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> some some sort of test tube AFL prototypical Maybe not clone, player. but he's surely GMO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce brought his football IQ to the game when he banged one over the top quickly from quite far out, um, given the empty goal square, um, to skim through dead straight over the extremely wet grass for his first um, to reduce the margin to 13. The ball couldn't have skidded any straighter. It was like literally skimming a stone over the <laughs> lake. <laughs> That's actually what it was, though. <laughs> yeah, like legitimately, yeah. Big splashes as they hit the Um... Where was the next goal scored? Well, Jacob Ware was falling to the ground as he kicked the next goal for GWS. But Dylan Moore... Moore? 
grabbed one to bring the margin back to 13 at the final break. Were you reading my recap? No. Just, okay, <laughs> no, I was, going, I was looking at the total score. At the I, um, I did a little fun thing where I put <laughs> more in brackets after more because I knew you'd fucking You're say it. Yeah. <laughs> where is it? Oh, uh, second last on. paragraph. I'm on the last one now. Oh, uh, yep. Now, Callan Brown started the scoring again in the final quarter, kicking his fourth and final for the game before Jesse Hogan kicked the Giants' final goal of the game six minutes into the last quarter, the margin at 25. Now, there's clearly room for a comeback here, but it wasn't meant to be. The 25-point margin felt ginormous in the conditions, unfortunately. Um, but Liam Shields kicked the Hawks' only fourth-quarter goal, um, and the game ended with Mitch Lewis kicking a behind on the siren. Final score, GWS 11-6-72, Hawks 7-8-50. Unlucky. Yeah. Um <laughs> If we roll back the tape onto last week's episode, I believe I said any other time, hammer the over between these two teams. Yeah, yeah. This we week, very confident on that. Hammer the under because it was going to be raining a lot. Yep. And that is what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the first quarter of 3 1 to 4 1, sweating on my under bet a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but things, things uh, metaphorically dried up after that. Especially for certainly Hawthorne. didn't <laughs> literally it was it remained pouring for yeah. most of the match yeah unfortunate what was the line uh, I got it at 140 which was ridiculously high it went down Sheesh. to 128 I think yeah, and okay. finished on 122 final score so yeah smash that even even under that jeez Louise easy money um, <clears throat> now to wrap up the round we have Port visiting Frio at Optus Stadium uh, the dock workers derby, if you will. <laughs> I <The> will. <laughs> Thank you. I will also. <laughs> Given that it's my joke, I will also. Um, the boys from Adelaide started strong with Mitch Jordiar, D's nuts, grabbing a pair of goals with uh, a goal from Ryan Burton, the meat in the middle of the Jordiardi's sandwich. Frio hit back with three of their own, Tabernur, Aish and Lobb opening their accounts. Todd Marshall reinstated the law before Lobbed kicked another. Both sides ended the quarter with four goals, two behinds. Frio put their foot down in the second, or whatever the equivalent is for boats, uh, all those big cranes that you see at docks, kicking four goals in a row (laughs) before Port's spiciest player, Powell Pepper, kicked his first. Kane Farrell kicked another for Port, which was about as well received by the fans at Optus Stadium as Will Farrell's jokes in the 1999 disaster, The Suburbans, which received 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy smokes. Yeah, I googled worst Will Farrell movie, and funnily enough, that was the one that came up. Who else is in that? Uh, there's some people in it. I read the synopsis. It's about a band that all goes to a wedding of one of their past band members, and they get the band back together or something. Oh. But it was 0%... <laughs> from 10 reviews on <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. So I think we need to watch it. So it's had at least 11 watches, 10 critics and you. I didn't watch the movie. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I haven't watched it yet. I think we should watch it. I'm though. not watching it. We should watch it for the content. I, if, we, if we can watch... Spa- well, I did fall asleep. So. You did fall asleep in Space Jam 2. Yeah. But it was watched. And when you fell asleep for... <laughs> 
30, 45 minutes, you didn't miss much. <laughs> that was a tough watch. It wa- well, yeah, it was tough for me <laughs> and and Nick, who stayed there watching it at the time. Um, but more importantly, we're getting sidetracked, um, but we'll allow James Aish to bring us back with another goal for himself. Um, and Caleb Sarong kicked a, go- so, uh, kicked a goal that was uh, Sarong, it was Sarite. His left foot shot nice from the left side, forward pocket, floating perfectly through to make the margin 25 at the halftime break. It was uh, my, my favourite goal of the game. It was beautiful. Uh, go watch the second quarter just for that. <clears throat> Roy Lobb had a hell of a third quarter, kicking three goals for himself to get his third, fourth and fifth for the game, while Port only kicked three themselves in the third quarter. Michael Frederick, the athletic magician, earned himself a free kick inside 50 thanks to a high tackle to extend the margin to 40 points. Connor Rosie sent the boys from Adelaide into the final break with a slightly more rosy outlook on life. The margin reduced to 34. Sorry, I need to get... I need, I need to really hit this delivery on this one. Did you just read it? <laughs> Charlie Dixon adapted the Human Torches catchphrase for the final quarter. <laughs> While he bagged two goals in two minutes, he yelled, Dixon! <laughs> uh, Jackson Mead earned his favourite fermented honey beverage of choice, kicking himself a goal. Dry July Isaac will be mad with the running theme of the, this next joke because <laughs> Connor Rosie kicked his uh, second goal, earning himself a rosé after the game. <laughs> Port's resurgence was cut short thanks to Frederick and Schultz combining for Frio's only goal of the quarter, ending Port's five-goal streak and extending the margin back out to 15 points. Carl said, Amon! And was uh, able to kick his first, bringing the game with uh, within two goals with just under nine minutes remaining. Marshall found himself not shooting so straight with a minute 30 left on the clock, unable to bring the game within a goal uh, and the chance for win. Frio held on. <laughs> after a poor fourth quarter to win by eight points. Frio, 15 nine ninety nine, Port, 14-7-91. All those boozy jokes in a Port game. Funny. Oh, I didn't even think about it, dude. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Todd Marshall, most accurate goal kick in the competition. Apparently not. Apparently yeah. not. <laughs> not when it mattered. Not when it mattered. For the multi. Not when it mattered. Oh, no. <laughs> It wasn't even a hard shot either. No. Yeah, it was pretty disappointing that he missed it. Now... Fist pumping clouds. (laughs) I have a quick mention. So, we have RACQ insurance in Queensland. Yes. Yep. Yep. Victoria has RACV. Yes. Turns out WA has RAC. Because the ads are... Yeah, right? The ads at Optus Stadium... Where's the rest of it? RAC insurance. And I Googled it. Same people, right? Or yeah, whatever. Royal Automotive Club. Yeah, yeah but That's you, you it, Google right? RAC and it's Royal Automotive Automotive Club, and then it says Western Australia. So does the, you have a fucking naming? Scheme. They do Stick things. To it. They do things different over there. Mm. They're built different. Built different. Yeah, in a not not a good way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> that was the last game, so we can move on to our tips. Great work, boys. Tip. Yeah, just my tips for the week. Just a tip. Now, we've got a new situation for the rest of the season for our tips. We do. 
Okay. Um, are we going to explain it first, or are we going to go through each game and the I tips, think, and then do it last? I think explain it because I, 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 uh, there's a forfeit. It's uh, or something. I forgot about. What you mean, versing North Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> no, playing against North Melbourne's a free win. It's the buy round. Yeah, that's kind of boring though. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can you stop Lord, breathing? So Lord loud? Vader's getting angry over here about his team again. <laughs> Um, right, so my, my footy tips app won't open. So we pick one shoe in for the week each. Ooh. Yep. So with our tips, we're doing a shoe in of the week. Yep. Um, the game we most think we think is most likely to it's gonna win to be tipped correctly. Take it to the yep. bank. Um, house on it. Yep. Second, third, fourth houses. Yep. Easily. Now. Now my footy tips app won't open, <laughs> but you have tipped already. Probably. I have tipped already, and I know what my tips are, so yep. this is okay. It's, um. Yep. But yeah, so the the person who gets the most shoe ins wrong has to does has to do a shoey. Yes. At the end of the season. Mm. And the person who gets the most shoe ins right gets to choose the beverage. And, shoe. and the shoe. <laughs> yeah, beverage or beverages. So I think I, a combo could be really interesting, but I'd like to rule out um dairy and acidic beverages from the get go because I don't want to drink curdled milk. Probably a good idea. <laughs> Um, my suggestion was molasses out of a crock, which would just be <laughs> all sort of a mess and take forever to do, <laughs> but would be very funny. You can see the molasses out of crock on our TikTok <laughs> at the end of the season. Instagram reels are also available. Um, now currently the demons are playing the cats at the cattery. At the cattery. There's yep. two points in it. Currently. Um, now I went back and forth on this one. Just because it's top two teams. Um, it's in Geelong, which is pretty big factor, as mm. people know. They're quite good at home. But I feel like Melbourne's back. You don't make a lot of money betting against the champs. No. Right? So I tipped Melbourne by eight in this one. Mm. I tipped Melbourne by 22. Ooh. Um, Maddie thoughts? It's a bit saucy. Definitely Melbourne. Mm. The, the Cats are coming off a soft win. So exactly. Exactly. The, their guards could be down. That's it. And Melbourne did just put away mm. Brisbane like yep. two weeks ago or whatever yep uh, Friday night SCG Swans host the Bulldogs I did the Swannies <laughs> I tip the Swans as well I think it might be the Dogs Bulldogs did beat them by 11 earlier in the season I, I think they're going to be hungry for a win I think it's going to be closer than the odds suggest yep, yep. Um, you're getting plus seven and a half points in the Dogs at the moment so not huge but because they've been humiliated the last yeah. two weeks. But the Swans need to win. They're yeah. eighth, I think, oh. at the moment. they got the buddy on, factor. Yeah, on tied points for a seven to nine. So they need to win desperately. And they lost bad last week. Yeah. Mm. This could be shoe in for game of the week. Def- There's a few games here that game. could easily be game of the week, such as tonight's I'm game. I'm not going to include tonight's game because we're not watching it. And anyone listening to this can't retrospectively watch it live. Good luck. <laughs> You'll see how correct our takes are. Yeah. Um, next, Collingwood North Melbourne. Now the odds. MCG. The odds are with Collingwood. Funnily enough, a dollar two to fifteen dollars on points, but not the biggest odds that North Melbourne have had no. so far this season. It's got to be the Pies, though. Yep. Yeah. Tip the Pies. Funnily <laughs> enough. Yeah. It would just be ludicrous to assume otherwise at this point. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, to the Solarium, we're gonna have boots on the ground again. 
Two out of three. Two out of three. Boots on the ground. I keep keep booking shows. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Y- you keep turn- not turning up to them, so I guess we're My even. apologies. Even, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm back in the Suns at home just to continue to push for finals, but Ooh. Richmond's going to be really tough. This will be a good game. It's going to be, yeah. It's Very disappointed I'm not going to be there. No Dusty. Um, um, yeah. Marbio Chol revenge game, so two Ooh. plus goals. Yeah. Easy. Uh, that is also pro- probably up for game of the week. That's another one on, on that, in that conversation, for sure. Now, I'm very conflicted about Saints hosting Frio at Marvel. Mm. Given that they are both currently a dollar ninety, it's a pick'em, definitely. I prefer Frio, but I've tipped Saint Kilda. Interesting. You know what? <laughs> I've how, done the same thing. But how, if you've tipped Saint Kilda, then Frio's going to win. Correct. Actually, <laughs> I've got a tickle in my throat. Hold on. If my tipping app opens, I'll be able to tell you for sure, but I, I feel like I picked St. Kilda. This actually affects what I'm going to tip. Can you see it? In, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't be able I to see it. I can't because the game, the game hasn't, hasn't started. started. It's not opening. Sorry, boys. Isaac is a barometer. Can you look? Le- okay, we'll review this. Can you um, check like tomorrow or something? I'll um, see if I can get on ESPN website. All right, we'll move on for now. Uh, so, Port hosting GWS. I've tipped Port. I've tipped Port as well. Yeah. It's totally sensible. Um, <clears throat> Lions versus Essendon. At uh, the Gabba. At the Gabbatois. Gabba or what did you call it earlier, Matt? Gabba Manor? Yeah, Gabba Manor. I don't mm. know. I don't like it. That was. I think it worked for the joke. It that worked was the in the joke. It, it yeah. played in the joke. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not going to continue using it because they're playing the Bombers. Gabatoire so is just too good. Yeah. It's too good. Yep. Yeah. There and it go. will accurately describe how Essendon's going to feel oh, after the game too. <laughs> Absolutely bu- butchered. If we're, if we're not allowed to choose North as shoe-in of the week, which I think is only fair. I think it's too easy. Yeah, because we're going to be choosing North as shoe-in of the week to lose every week. Yes. They could, um, they could surprise you. Yeah, yeah, but if we're all choosing the same <laughs> game, yep. that would be kind of silly. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put this game, Brisbane, to win as my shoe-in. I was going to do the same thing. Oh, boys. <laughs> Fucking echo chamber, <laughs> is it? Or nah? Well, I mean... I mean, we'll allow it. Yeah. We'll, unless the trend continues. <clears throat> yeah. If we get to the end yeah, of the yeah. season and we've, we're all exactly the same, we're just going to do a shoey of beer each. <laughs> yeah, all of us. Yeah, But a, like a... 600 mil can because yeah yep. a big one yeah just or idiots. a, a tall boy tall-y. a long neck yeah we'll have to, uh, and we'll play like edward tawley hands or something afterwards or <laughs> exactly something because this is this <laughs> right deserves over. punishment if we echo chamber every week yeah um it has to be lions vs and then though that is the yeah this week that's the week. sensible sensible choice um although i'm just pretty confident hawthorne's going to beat adelaide at marvel Oh, I am it. as well. Take feel free to want. change if you want, buddy. No, because I, <laughs> I feel more strongly about Brisbane beating Essendon. Mm-hmm. Um, Brisbane's only minus 24.5 on the line as well, so probably uh, hammer that responsibly. Like a yeah. good builder. Do builders do much hammering these days? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Timber <laughs> shortage, so probably not. Yeah, I guess not then. Bricks are in. Bricks are in. brick. Um, <laughs> probably sprinkle a little bit of 40-plus action as well on the margin. on the. Big oh, yeah. Big win, little win. Be rude not to. 
gamble responsibly. <laughs> um, um, but yes, I'm also tipping the Hawks in that yep. game. Sensible. Um, and then I've tipped Carlton against West Coast, which is tough though. I have too. It's a long trip for Carlton over yeah. to Perth. Yep, but the trip makes a difference because they did rest. West Coast rested Josh Kennedy because they were worried about him on a four-hour trip, given that he's thirty-three and his knees will probably seize up or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you uh, know, flying flying economy because they're so low on the ladder. Um, <laughs> and I but that, that could also be a good game. I think West Coast have uh, a chance to get some redemption. Carlton didn't do too great last week. No, exactly, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> that could be cool. Uh, in regards to Josh Kennedy, mm. great headline article that could also be said in the bedroom. It's getting hard for the big dog. Simple as that. Yeah. In, in response to him maybe being his final season because he's uh, a bit worn down. A bit worn down. Now, ESPN has changed their thing from like which two subway items would you prefer? Oh, does your, I hope yours says the same as mine. But who okay. would tackle this subplatter the fastest? Oleg Markov from the Suns or Tim <laughs> Membry from St Kilda? Just quietly, Leggy's pretty speedy. <laughs> yeah, but you got a Membry, and he's not playing this week. Oh yeah, hammer, hammer, <laughs> Oleg, Oleg for that. Um, and not a lot of Leggies are known for their fit bodies either. No, exactly. Yeah, Shane Warne wasn't built. Definitely not a picture of health. Yeah. Now, if you're actually back on the app, who did you tip, St. Kilda or Frio? Uh, I'm on the website. I've tipped St. Kilda, so back All Frio. Right. <laughs> I'm, put, I'm <laughs> legitimately changing mine to Frio now. Um, we'll see if we remember that for next week. I think the Crows have a good chance against Hawthorne, to be honest. I think um, the Crows are... That could be a really good game. It could be well. a good game. If the Crows make a few changes uh, in their forward... Pack, uh, Tex Walker has been playing almost almost in his prime the last yeah, two or I, three weeks. I think their midfield's the issue, though. You think so? Yeah, if you have Sam Mitchell, John Newcomb, oh, Warple's out, isn't he? Uh, as Wing- Wingard might be back. I don't know, but like, I think I think Hawthorne's midfield might might lay the tackles on pretty hard and fast. Possibly. Um, Crows are getting Matt, Matt Crouch back, though, so he's a oh, okay. ball-loving machine as well. But, yeah, definitely a good yeah, point. Yeah, well, Tom um, Mitchell loves the ball more. He loves <laughs> it the most. That's true. Even in even against GWS, he had the most disposals. Mm. It was 35. Mm. In, there was a, there was the a lot of um, soccer's going on in that game. No one wanted to pick it up. Yeah, like, nah. Although, four GWS players had, like, above 30 disposals, though. So. Yeah. Um, to your credit, Matty... Mm. Crows might get exactly what they want with Shane McAdam coming mm. back in and Elliot Himmelberg. Both uh, pretty noted goal kickers for that. I think it's going to be... Um, I mean... Another big boy. Mm. With their... I don't want to say dismal, but Tex has genuinely been shouldering a lot of the load. Yeah. Uh, and they faced some pretty good sides. Melbourne mm. being one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't perform too badly. Yeah, yeah, uh, but also Hawthorne didn't perform too badly against Melbourne. They didn't, but they've been letting some of their leads get away from them in the last two weeks. Mm. Yeah, they didn't have a big lead in this last game, though. But well, I, I think it's going to be a good game. It should be good. It should be close. Yeah, um, Hawthorne might 
remember what to do in the second and third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Got big Ben McAvoy coming back in too oh, was from, from his fractured neck. Yeah, I put that. I, I put shit. that in my in my news podcast thing, and pro- probably should have put it in the tips. Maybe. Yeah, I probably I probably shouldn't have saved it on my Facebook. I probably should have put it in the tips section. <laughs> but that yes, uh, I'm very excited for Big Ben to come back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you get Although action. Ned Reeves has been pretty has, good, actually. He has been good. Um, but it'd be good to have like uh, another Ruckman to <laughs> substitute a Ruckman with instead of like Kashitsky or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, Makes it tough. Means Kashitsky can actually stay up forward if the, if he's going to play. So mm-hmm. that's nice. All right, excellent. So tips are in. All of us uh, have the shoe in of the week on the Brisbane Lions. <laughs> Where are we going to document that? Um, we may need another I'll make a spreadsheet, spreadsheet. Right now. Yeah. for that one. Um, while you're doing that, I'll go through the... Please go nuts. The Butcher Boys, the Snag Baggers. Oh. <laughs> so, funny guy. Not a great week Oh. for the Baggerinos. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Bailey, the only uh, bagger to snag one. Kicking 1-1. One, one. Gary Rowan. Zero zero. Jack Gunston zero one. Jake Melcham didn't play. Jordan DeGowie had to go back to training because he wasn't too crash hot on Saturday night. Zero zero. Um, yeah, so not great. Round seventeen predictions. Uh, Tim English for the Bulldogs. Bit of value there. Dollar ninety anytime. He goal loves kicker. a goal. Loves and goal. Uh, Sam Day has been listed in the forward line. So hey. him for the Suns. Uh, James Peatling for the Giants. Shane McAdam for the Crows and Josh Kennedy for the Eagles. So oh, rounds surely. off with a heavy hitter. Two goals Two for goals, Kennedy. easy. Oh, at least. Definitely. So hopefully a bit better luck this week. <laughs> <laughs> Combined uh, one, two from four blokes isn't great oh, last week. Yeesh. Um, AFL News I've got listed here. Obviously uh, mentioned Connor Butterick and his a- ACL before, so mm. tough luck to him. He'll be back next season. Hopefully his recovery goes well. Um Good news on the Suns front, though. We re-signed Stewie Jew for another two years. So, until the end of 2024 season, he's back in. Uh, He's going to be able to buy so many more lollies now. (laughs) (laughs) Alan's stock by now. Well deserved. Yeah, definitely. Has the team trending in the right direction and it's a good show of faith from the club. Yep. um, And a bit of belief in that they're heading in the right direction. Um. No need to upset the apple cart too much by getting in a new coach and stuff like that when you're on the up still. So, full credit to him. Oh, for fuck's sake. Full credit, you reckon? Full credit. <laughs> full credit to the boy. Yeah. The big boy. The big boy. The big boy with the snakes. Yep. Loves it. <clears throat> all right. Uh, oh, is that all you got? Yeah, that's Hold all I got on. Let me news. Let me um, double check. I'm really bad at uh, taking my saved articles from Facebook and placing them in the documentation. Uh, turns out my only thing this week was Big Ben. So that is good. We Excellent. can move on. <laughs> it's a good start. Alrighty. Um, what have we got? NBA. Yeah. Summer League started. Yep. How good? Not bad. Who's um who's put this one in here? I put that in. Nice one. Yeah. Right. Josh elaborate? Giddy had a triple double against the Grizzlies with fourteen points, ten rebounds, ten assists. Nice. Pretty nice. Pretty yep. nice. Um very saucy. Their lineup is 
tall. Pretty Very tall. tall. Pretty tall. Now we've got the, the thin towers of Chet Holmgren and <laughs> Alexander Pokoveski or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, Pokoveski is seven foot. Uh, Chet is seven one. And they're a combined six inches wide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then... If they ran with their tallest lineup, they could then chuck Usman Dieng on. He's 6'10". Pretty tall. SGA is 6'6", and Josh Giddy is 6'8". Pretty tall lineup. So, yeah. Love that. Pretty um, not bad. Another little stat here for you. Chet, in his first game, broke the NBA Summer League record of blocks. Six blocks in the game. <laughs> yeah, because he's 7'1", with, <laughs> with the wingspan of a 10-foot person. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Kind of ridiculous. Um, but yeah, good start. Legit young KD, Thunder though. Boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's spaghetti, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the the thin reaper, if you will. Yep. Give him six years, and his Achilles is gonna go. <laughs> um, Hopefully. Unfortunately. Not. Hopefully. Not. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Oh, it's all good. He'll probably sign for a team who will pay for that rehab. Let him sit out for a season, and then not do anything with them, and then request the transfer. Mm, probably yeah. sounds like an NBA player sort of move. Yeah, sounds no one in particular though. <laughs> sounds like a snake move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a snake. snake. <laughs> All right, uh, nothing else under the NBA. There's about a bajillion contract extensions. Yeah, that's true. Boys are getting um, paid. They're handing out bags in the NBA. But the highlight is Nikola Jokic. J- J- I, get, I can never say his last name. Jokic. Yep. will sign a five-year, $264 million Supermass extension with the Nuggets. Saucy. That's expensive. going to buy a lot of ponies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but he's not going to be able to ride any of them, given that his legs will touch the ground. If <laughs> no, he has a little a buggy that he puts behind them and he gets dragged around. Wait, actually? Yeah, yeah. There's a great photo of him in this Wait, you're buggy. serious? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. all right. I'll pull it While up. While you're finding the photo... Um, I have some sauce for football in it. Ooh. Oh, football in it. Yeah, which got is no up next. fans. Oh, no, got, got no, no ground. No ground. Um, I'm pretty excited for the World Cup. I can't wait. Yeah, well, currently on is the women's Euros. Ooh. And England started pretty strong. Um, but I don't have any saved articles on that because I actually did, I didn't watch any of the games yet fully. So, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, there's this one. No, there's a real horse. Actually, it's not a pony. But all right, yeah. all you got to all you got to Google is Nikola Djokic uh, horse or whatever. Well, this one where he's hanging off the side because he's too big, bruh. He's safe though. He's got a helmet is on. This, the the it, league executives Jesus will Christ. appreciate that. It's a good watch. Um. So in football transfer news, no, no another one. No, he's <laughs> trying a little longer the sand. No. <laughs> They go pretty quick to legitimate pastime. That's a small horse, though. That could be a bigger horse. It could be a bigger horse. Um, yeah, I think he should get a bigger horse. Here's him in his younger days. Oh, it's like the ones you gamble on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chariot the, boys. The actual trots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. oh, that what they called? Okay. Yeah. Because they have to trot because they have their legs tied together. I, I don't know. I don't know if it is him or one of the other European players, but I think he may have wanted to be a jockey when he was a kid. <laughs> not, given not quite gifted, but given he's you know mm. huge, I don't think he was born for the role. 
Given he's riding in a trots buggy, that, that would make sense. Because I remember yeah. him. Uh, I remember reading it somewhere. It was one of those funny fun facts. Like, yeah, sure yeah. enough, he was genuinely heartbroken. Like, he's turned six years old and grew to seven feet tall. You'd have to be, <laughs> <laughs> have to be racing on a Clydesdale yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his mum had nowhere to hide the ho- the the cookie jar when he was twelve because uh, he was reaching higher than she was. Because I, I think he picked up basketball later in life, uh, for, like respectively, mm. like, maybe still as a kid or young teen yeah and, yeah. yeah all right football in it yeah i've been sitting here trying to transfers trying in to it. Get it out. <laughs> yeah transfers in it so the funniest thing is we've touched on it i've touched on it before is romelu lukaku going to inter milan yes he's going to wear the number 90 at inter milan next season what, and what, there's a cheeky theory as to why okay go on um it's allegedly to represent the profit the club made from his sale to Chelsea <laughs> just one season ago. Um, he's back on into on loan without an obligation to buy either. You hmm. can't script it. Shocking business, isn't it? Not great business. No, but great business from Inter, though. They're loving it. That's true. That's he, true. He thrived on the diet of pasta. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, 90's not a very common number in football. No, generally, all the first-team players stick to close to one digit. Single digits, yeah. Yeah, yep. and all the academy boys are like 50 and upwards or so. Yep. But I guess not. Bold choice. Yeah. But it's if that's actually the reason, hilarious. Pretty good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, Eric Ten Hag has been, you know, doing his thing at United now. He's actually coming in and coaching. And allegedly, he has five rules in training. They're not allowed to sideways or backwards pass at all. Anyone who doesn't pass forward in training will be substituted immediately. They're going to have an interesting season. The the all-out attack method. (laughs) Scott McTominay is shitting his pants. He doesn't know what the fuck to do anymore. This might work out, actually. I think this is just training, though, to be fair. Well, Harry Maguire might be straight off. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be nice for him, wouldn't it? Um, A good rule is dressing room clicks are to be abolished. Nothing... No one one likes that kind of... No no snapping in the dressing room. Yeah. Claps only. only. Claps, yeah. No, no no bullshit bitching with the boys, which is nice. Um, What's also good is medal halls and salaries are irrelevant in team selections. Young players will replace senior players if they impress in training. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and players must improve their fitness and eradicate unacceptable body language. So Ronaldo's in for a fucking tough one. He's fit because but he has horrible on. body language when he does something poorly. He's just looked at the AFL and gone, that's a pretty good rule. <laughs> 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 yep. Uh, Eric Tenhag, big fan of the AFL. Um, well known that he is a St Kilda fan, actually. Unfortunately, though, but um, exactly, he's like, actually, they're doing it quite well. Bad yeah. body language, a fifty meter run, go get fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. Because that sounds like kind of like two rules, but uh, Optusport put her into one. So yeah. maybe, maybe it is legitimately bad. Post- yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's kind of all I had. You know, there's transfers going around the place, but that's the interesting stuff. That's the cliff notes. And Penaldo wants out as well. That's speculation. Speculation. Yeah. Allegedly. Although I did just get an Optusport notification about that like 15 minutes ago. Let me just quickly... um, 
double check. I'm not with Optus anymore, so I won't be able to watch the Prem. <clears throat> and La Liga. And La Liga. And Women's Euros. Unfortunately. Because England is playing like crazy already in their first game. Mm. They had some nice goals. Um, but I can't find this uh, this alleged article I got a notification about. Can't even find the notification anymore. So Fake can't news. be that big. Yeah, thanks Optus. <laughs> Fake dog. news. Fake news, just like their uh, speeds. Fake. They're lying to you. 5G, slow. Gives you COVID and it's slow. Mm, <laughs> I turned mine off. No, you didn't. My 5G. No, you yeah. didn't. I was honestly having problems with my phone being oh, okay. slow and not connecting, so I was like, well, I'll just turn it off and it 4G yeah. seems to be fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you have low 5G signal in your area? Uh, No. Yeah, weird then. Okay. No, yeah, very Unlucky. strange. Um, Should we flip a coin? I reckon. I do enjoy a good coin flip. If I remember correctly, it was me last week. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, um, round 16. So The the spreadsheet that Matt graciously <coughs> put together. Pretty nifty. I might add. Does that have totals of everyone? I might it add. It does. It's shocking how long, like total you, how long you spent putting in graphs into this. Given that we're a podcast and no one's ever going to see these, I know we've got total. Well, we'll we can put out the graphic at the end of the year, maybe. We're um, changing the color scheme if we do, because currently tails is lime green and heads is <laughs> gold. Gold, yeah, it's, shit. it's not great. All right, so make your own damn graphs. Um, maybe I will. Maybe I will. <laughs> Blackjack and wow. hookers. <laughs> it's fucking echo chamber or nah. So, five, five, five. Okay. it is Matthew it is. for round 16. Nice. Nice. We'll cut back. All right, Matthew. Now, are you ready to give us an answer? I'm when ready. I, when I do the... Okay. Give me that. Give me that heads. It is heads. Great call. Well and truly due. <laughs> heads comes up. Could have come up for me last week, but it fucking didn't. <laughs> Wasn't due then. It was well and truly due now. Well done, Matty. Good pick. I've updated the table too. If we update it as we go, it should make it a lot easier. That's a great idea. Well done, sir. <laughs> Maybe in future I'll do it with Butcher of the Week. But uh, right now, it's empty. So yeah, That's all right. I think most of the recent ones are written in the outline. If we get anyway, a super so. fan, uh, they can... You know, mm. update the Excel spreadsheets for us. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll give them access to a special folder in the Google Docs, <laughs> yep. and they can do the spreadsheets and make the memes. Get us, maybe get ourselves a mod. We can get ourselves a mod who also writes us the round recaps and such. Uh, a pay- <laughs> and we just kind of just turn up and read. Or well, maybe they'll just transcribe them from Maddie's book and put them into the outline for us. That's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be too mad about with that. Not at all. Yeah. All right. Good work, boys. See you next week. It's going off. Oh, Uru.